What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 8 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles, joined by my mainest man, Willie Smalls, <laughs> a.k.a. Willie Sailor. He is on the line, and we've got a great show on tap for you today. And um, first, let's let's get let's check in with my man Willie. Willie, what's going on? How are things in Texas? Hey, left shark, right shark. What? Let's talk about this. <laughs> you, I said that you would be left shark because you would like uh, you wouldn't know the dance moves. But that, I was just kidding because you would know the dance moves because you're a smart cookie. But then you said that I was left shark. You totally are left shark because if anyone knows Willie, he's kind of. A spiteful, uh, not spiteful. He, he's um, anti-authority to a degree, and he'll real. He thinks he's the smartest guy in the room, and most of the time, that's that's the case. But sometimes he'll just be like, "This is stupid," and he'll decide in the middle of the Super Bowl halftime show his dance move ideas are better instead of just going with what Right Shark had planned. But um, and he, he would still. Yeah, I guess so. so, so I'm you, guilty. I'm guilty of that I, sometimes. I think you are left shark, but you know what? Let hey. No one's talking about Right Shark. It's Nobody all- is talking about Right Shark, but listen, uh, Right Shark, there's something to be said for knowing your job and doing your job, and Right Shark went out and did that. Nobody's talking about him, though. That's true. That's, that's my point. That's my point. Now Left Shark's famous, and Right Shark's like, I just did my job. So, yep. So, okay. So we're, I'm not sure which one of us is Left Shark, but. Um, <clears throat> okay. But that that almost kind of segues in. I didn't even know we were going to talk about left shark, right shark. But um, that segues into to what you're talking about. First topic. Go ahead. Introduce this, CP. So a, a week ago was was an anniversary of a, a five year anniversary of a tweet that was sent. And I know. And Did you have Twitter five years ago? Ooh, it's close. I might have had it, but I wasn't really active on it. I definitely did not have Twitter five years ago. Five years. Two thousand nine. No. No, I don't think I don't think I did. Maybe 2011. Anyways, um, yeah, that's a good point. This tweet was sent. He probably didn't realize how big this was going to get. But regardless, Demarcus Cousins is, if you don't follow basketball, and you might not, but I don't care, uh, is a really really good basketball player. He plays for the Sacramento Kings. But five years ago was his freshman season at the University of Kentucky, um, which is a huge power. In college basketball, and they they are known for getting a lot of the one and done guys, guys that come for a year, then they leave. So Demarcus Cousins was a freshman at Kentucky when this sports writer named Clay Travis, who he's not just some small town um, writer. Like this is he's a big boy media guy for college right. basketball. He's uh, works for Fox. He has a verified Twitter account. Like this dude's legit. He's not some booger eating blogger. Like he's he's legit. He, and he tweeted this. There is a 100% chance that DeMarcus Cousins is arrested for something in the next five years. 100% write it in stone. <laughs> that takes a big um, you know what? leap. Yeah. Yeah. So he tweeted that, that this guy, a freshman in college, there's a 100% chance, write in stone, he's going to be arrested for something. So a now, freshman in college. A freshman a in fresh- college. He, he was 19. So he, uh, DeMarcus Cousins did not get arrested and on the five-year anniversary he uh he tweeted out there hey guys it's it's today's the day send him some love and then clay travis got crucified on twitter and and you know what you kind of reap what you sow there and um so uh, me as as someone who kind of views things whether i want to or not it's just kind of how my brain now works i look at things through a wrestling lens right so i'm like can you imagine in wrestling media, if someone in media, if Willie Saylor, if Christian Piles, if someone else in wrestling media tweeted that this wrestler, if we said a, a freshman, would be ar- arrested within the next five years, can you imagine the backlash? The backlash, oh how up in arms people would be. We would probably, you know, uh, it, it would it would shame us. It, we would be made to. Uh, uh, we, we might even be fired. Maybe. Honestly, we would. It, the the backlash would be so negative. And so what what I was and what made me really think about this was the um, and I did a preaching about this months ago about how sensitive fans and and wrestlers and even coaches can be that we our fans and wrestlers get up in arms when you pick them to lose a match. A match yeah. is going to be wrestled and someone will lose it and we maybe pick uh, 
Who's going to lose? And they get upset about that. Meanwhile, big boy media is saying dudes are going to get arrested. So I'm like, can't we strike a balance here? Can you not be whining because we think someone's going to lose in a match where someone will lose without getting your feelings hurt, without saying it's personal, without calling us haters? Um, it, it's we're, Maybe we're not saying what you want to hear, and I don't expect you to like that we're saying you're going to lose, but... I mean, look at what it's like in in the real world of media. If you want to be a big boy sport, um, this is how these guys are getting treated. And like it or not, um, that's maybe not a bad problem. Willie, how, how, what do you make of this tweet and um, kind of how it maybe relates back to wrestling? Well, there's a lot of a lot of angles to take with this story and, and apply it to wrestling. The first is, like you said, is that coaches, coaches and athletes getting so sensitive – I mean, hypersensitive about things. If we, you know, if we rank a guy here instead of here, if we pick a guy here instead of here, um, you, you know, major major sports make picks all the time. They offer insight and they offer analysis. And and yeah, sure, it might be it might be bulletin board material inside a locker room, but they you know they don't get uh they don't get backlash the way I think wrestling does. And, and um, all right, so last year, last year we didn't pick, nobody at Flow, I don't think, picked uh, Gwiazdowski to win the NCAA title. And after he did, he was, like, ticked off about it. Yeah. Like, like, oh, Flow, don't give me no love. You know, none of you guys picked me. Well, it's not personal, Nick. We, I mean, we are big, huge fans of your ability. Um, we're big, huge fans of, of the coaching abilities of the, of the NC State coaching staff. Um, uh, making picks isn't personal. I didn't, you know, it's not saying uh, we're not picking Nick Wisdowski because we like somebody better um, personally. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there, there's that thing. And I think... I think this comes back to, and I'm going to probably offend a lot more people with this comment, but for so long, wrestling wrestling media has been this chummy, chummy, buddy, buddy thing where wrestling journalists have not gone out on a ledge. They haven't, they haven't um, put put criticism and analysis out there. And in every other major sport, there's criticism and there's analysis. There's, there's uh, analysts holding you as responsible for your actions. There's analysts critiquing your uh, pluses and minuses. And there's guys that are making picks, some kind, sometimes controversial picks. Um, and in wrestling, I think... Maybe not completely a 100%, but for the most part, it's, it's wrestling journalists trying to maintain friendships so that they have access. Yeah. Uh, and, and, I mean, we're getting away from that, I think. Yeah. yeah. And I think we should get away from that. I think, you know, we should call it as we see it. Yeah. No, I think being genuine and, and honest and, and giving the people um, honest work is better than worrying about the, the, the relationships we have. And, and to take it a little further and to delve a little deeper into the Gwizdowski thing, um, it was, it, there was a little more to it than that and then nobody picking him at flow. Um, the, the rankings, um, he, he was not ranked very high m- much of the year, and I, I stand by the ranking. Despite the fact that he won, That it doesn't prove that my ranking was incorrect, and that was where a, a lot of it came through um, as well with with him being upset, I believe, just because some of some of the comments I read on the rankings seemed to indicate he wasn't very pleased with with where we were ranking him. But uh, you know what? I was. It wasn't because I didn't like Nick Wazdowski. He's a, a guy I rooted for huge when he was a true freshman at Binghamton. And um, not to nerd out completely on you guys, and this is going to get re- next level nerddom. But oh. I I like. Uh, uh, part of my my genesis. Well, I love fantasy wrestling. Okay, and I was in a fantasy wrestling league, right? And Willie, you play fantasy football, right? So, yeah. Have you ever like had a pick where like uh, for me it was like Marcus Colston. Like I got him way early, like 
early 2000s when no one knew who he was. And ever since then, I felt like ownership of him. Like, this is my guy. Like, yeah. I, I got him before. Okay, so for, for me, Nick Wazdowski was a guy. I took him with my last pick his true freshman year. I'm like, this kid's going to be good. Da, da, da. So I've always, like, believed in him. I thought he'd do well, and he killed it for me that entire year. He got a bunch of bonus. He All-American as a freshman. So I was like, this is my guy. Nick Wazdowski is a hammer. I love this kid. I love his game. He's so fun to watch. Um, da, da, da. So then it – it's it's so funny a kid you love to watch and you're actually a fan of maybe more than a, a lot of the wrestlers then it, it turns on you and it's like oh you hate me oh you don't like me well you don't like I me I, it's like Nick if you only knew man you're you're my you're my guy I know that's that's a, that's another angle too is that there's been a lot of um, it's happened several times over the years uh, a guy who I was a real fan of now you know when when we're quote unquote fans. Um, you know, I'm I'm a fan of a lot of different uh, a lot of kids because of their style, because of the way they wrestle, right? Yeah. But you don't you know you don't publicly put it out there often. I mean, sometimes you do. Sometimes you you know you send a tweet. Man, I really like the way so and so wrestles. Right. Um, but you don't do it every time. And there's been many cases where um, um. I thought very highly of a kid and maybe had him ranked seventh or something like that. And then you get like a, an email or something uh, or, or you see him at a tournament and they're like, yeah, man, you don't give me any respect. Why don't you like me? And it's like, man, if you only knew, you know, and so, so you try to do things fair and it's not, it's not personal. There, a rankings or a, or a pick is, is um, an honest assessment. Uh, but it doesn't delve into the personal, you know, um, and, and getting into that. Okay. So I think, I think that's clear. I think that's clear, but I also think it needed to be said because nobody, nobody really talks about this. Like, uh, people, the fans, the coaches and the athletes are ultra sensitive to, to what, what we say, what, who we pick. You know, like it's a personal thing. And I think that has to be said. But now you you take offense, I think, right? You 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 think that that journalist was in the wrong. You think that he went too far, right? I, I'm just saying for for me, if and, and I'm a journalist, I, I just don't see where it is my place in, in the job that I do to to say this kid's going to be in prison. This kid's going to be arrested. That's taking it. <laughs> he did not say prison. What, whatever. He's going to get arrested. Whatever. Whatever. I mean, that's not much of a leap. He made that leap. Why not? I mean, what if well, he did I say mean, he was in prison? You're saying that's okay, too. I mean, why? I mean, I, okay. Go ahead. Okay. I'm saying at what point is it the role of media to say a kid's going to get arrested? You really, I mean, for, for one, I'm sure Clay Travis doesn't know DeMarcus Cousins like that. I mean, you you can watch a kid play basketball, and I don't. I can watch a kid wrestle, and I can't say, "Hmm, this kid's gonna be uh, arrested." Um, I think there's. And I'm not even gonna get into the race thing, but I, I think there there's a component there potentially um, for for him to make a leap like that. And when it comes to be untrue, it's like, well, what what was this rooted in? His background, you know, how he carries himself on the court. So I'm trying to think who's a freshman wrestler. Right now, um, who's who's a big big freshman? I can't even think of one. A true freshman, um, you know. There's a bunch out there that are that are redshirting. I'm just like, uh, you know, Jason Nolf. What if I said, you know, that Jason Nolf's gonna get arrested? You know. Uh, do you have reason to believe he will get arrested? Um, you know. I mean, it sounds kind of, it sounds he's, to he's kind of a bully on the mat. I mean, I, I think he's a little physical. Maybe he's. It sounds to me like <laughs> I mean what. It sounds to me like you're questioning, you're question, you're questioning the journalist's knowledge of Demarcus Cousins' um, attitude, behavior, background. I like so. Is it is it that you feel this guy just shouldn't say things like that, or is it that you question his his knowledge of the situation? For me, uh, well, I do question the knowledge of of the situation, but I also question whether it that's a place we really need to go. Um, you know, you, you can say, and, and maybe character can be brought into question. This kid, is he going to buy into a program? Is he going to buy into, um, you know, the 360 
five-day lifestyle? Is he a team guy? Is he going to buck at his coaches because he's been surrounded by yes-men? Maybe that's a place you can go. But for for me, 100% chance that someone's going to get arrested. <laughs> uh, that's, that's very it different, does, don't you think? It does really sound out there. It does really sound bold. But football, basketball, and wrestling should be – I don't think there's, you know, again, big. put your big boy pants on. Um, I think a journalist has, I think a journalist can say whatever they want if they stand behind it. Um, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have the audacity, I guess, to, to say this kid's going to get arrested. But I'll tell you right now, there's been numerous, numerous times over the last five years where I said, this kid is not going to make it. This kid isn't going to get in school. This kid isn't going to get, this kid's going to get in trouble. There's no way he lives the life to be a division one wrestler. Uh, he's not going to pan out. And 90% of the time I would have been right. If I would have, if I would have tweeted five years ago, that so and so is not going to make it in Division One. People would have flipped their lid, and I would have been right anyway. Yeah. So, in my opinion, I, I feel like okay, you, you can say whatever you want to say as long making, as you stand by it. Well, you're making a wrestling assessment. This guy's making a. This guy is a, um, a criminal. Okay, you're saying this kid's not going to make it because of. Work ethic, he's not going to make it because maybe he's not good enough because of this and that. This guy's saying, yeah, he's going to be in trouble with the law because he's a bad person. Don't you think that's different? Uh, you, a little bit, yeah. But maybe maybe he really was a bad person. Yeah. Or maybe he really thought it was, he was a bad person. And to be fair, I can tell you this. I can tell you this. Part of the reason why I know that wrestler X is not going to make it is because he's a mess. Yeah. He's a mess. He does things wrong. He smokes weed. He parties. He he doesn't live the life. Uh, he does have has no inclination to open a book, and and that that's not um, that's not exactly the same as um, he's gonna shoplift. He's gonna rob a car. He's gonna um, you know uh, whatever. Yeah. He's not break a law, but uh, tax evasion. <laughs> Maybe that's what he meant. Maybe within five years, white Marcus Cousins would crime. get arrested for, for, for tax evasion. Yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe that's what he knew. Who knows? So, I mean, and here's the thing. The perception of what hate is and what love is. And you, I, it, I had a conversation with someone, and I'm not going to get into specifics. But, um, at, you know, I got a feeling you don't like um, Wrestler X. I'm like, well, I'm like, well why would you say that? He's like, well, I heard... You picked this guy to beat him. I'm like, well, you, well, I did. I was like, I did pick that, and I thought that would happen, and I was wrong. But why is that? I said we need to get to, and I told this person we need to get to a place where I can say this guy's going to lose to this guy, and I don't have something against him. Um, yeah. I need to be able to make that call without everyone getting their feelings hurt, and and for that kid to say. You know, if he thinks, all right, I'll show him, or, hey, nice call, that's all in the game. That's fun. Well, okay, that's fun like, to me. But for you to – for them to take it that leap, oh, I think you got something against my guy. No. Yeah. Right. No. Okay, so it's it's uh, 9 o'clock. It's 9.30 um, Thursday, and I will be – in about an hour and a half, I will be shooting whiteboard wars. Penn State, Iowa. I will make picks in that duel on that show, and people will say, I like this guy too much. I like that guy too much. Uh, it's personal preference. No, it's not. It's not personal preference. It's not um, anything other than what I think their wrestling ability and their matchup is. However, people will say that I'm biased one way or the other, and it's <laughs> whatever, man. I mean, uh, you don't. That, why does that not happen? In other uh, sports, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know what what makes wrestling. Uh, maybe it's because it's it's a still a very it's a small world in a way, and it's it's a little more personal. And, and you know they interact with us. They feel like they know us, and um, 
so they feel slighted and hurt. Whereas, you know, when it's a, some faraway journalist that they don't know or see, it's a little more distant and, and doesn't uh, not as perhaps, perhaps jarring. I don't know. But it's like we're what? saying, you know, if you want to be big time, if you want the sport to grow, we can't live in this echo chamber of positivity and fluff. You got to move the needle. We got to keep this thing moving forward. And there's a lot of ways this sport needs to move forward. Hey, if, we're, if, one way. if you're being talked about, if you're be, being talked about, whether it's in picks, whether it's um, who's going to, okay, you know, soon we'll do our conference champions and, and predictions and NCAA predictions. And if you're being talked about one, two, three, four, five, um, that, you're important. You're important. So embrace that. And, and yeah. if you want to use it as motivation a little bit, I mean, if you have to use my pick as motivation. If you have to use um, your ranking as motivation, I mean, maybe something's off a little bit to begin with, but uh, you should just want to, you know, kick butt. Don't worry about what we're picking. Yeah, yeah, I I agree completely. Um, yeah, so that's that's kind of what I, I wanted to talk to you at that point. Do you have any other points you you wanted to make with that? No, no, nope. Well, good. Good. Look, give us your feedback. Tweet at me at C Piles Eight. Tweet at Willie at Willie at Flow, or uh, hit us up on at Flow Wrestling's Twitter. Let us know what you think. What's next, Pizzle? What's next? What do you got for me? So we got two. We got a few big duels. Two Big Ten duels that are of uh, definite note with some huge matchups on Friday. Minnesota is going to Ohio State, where it is Senior Night. Um, and in particular for one Logie Steber. Um, and there's going to be some huge matchups, but none probably bigger than Scott Schiller. Versus is that his last home duel? It is. It's a big one for him. It's big. And he's got a big one. He's got a pretty big uh, opponent. Yeah. Um, but let's get to that in a moment. The big match of the night, in my opinion, and maybe the weekend, is Scott Schiller versus Kyle Snyder. And uh, I want your thoughts on this matchup. As a you're you're a lover of both Schiller and Snyder's game, I believe. Willie, I know you like Schiller a lot, and of course Snyder, just coming out of high school, is someone you you know well. Um, how do you see this match playing out? And um, yeah, how, how, who do you see winning it? Um, to be honest, I always think I have the answer, but I really don't know. Um, yeah, Snyder, Snyder at some. And and you say about coming out of high school. I mean, he quite possibly the most college ready prospect, maybe ever. You know, right. um, I do worry. Now I haven't seen him in, in a week or two, a couple weeks. Last time I saw him, I think was against Burak. Yeah, really weird match. Um, concerned that he didn't get on in on leg attacks on Burak. Right. Um, that a little bit concerning, uh, but maybe you know, maybe it's a different story against Schiller. I don't know. Um, Schiller, what's the book on him recently? He you know he lost his uh, match against McIntosh, those low singles. Mm-hmm. Um, then came back, right? Then I mean, uh, what did you think about his match against Iowa? Schiller's match. Um, I thought he he played it just just how he should. Um. You know, Burak's not gonna. Burak and McIntosh are so so very different. So very different. And um, uh, in a way, it's almost a victory for Burak, who was absolutely embarrassed a year ago uh, at the duel. Um, and, and Burak did not beat himself with, because last time he kept shooting and Schiller just kept scoring off all his shots. He was smashing them with his hips, getting a lot of reattacks off. So he made it a one takedown match and he lost. Um, I thought Schiller did a good job staying within himself, getting the finish. His hips are great. And um, kind of how I thought it would play out. And um, I think he looks fine. And I don't I don't make much of the McIntosh loss. He lost very similarly last year. And it's just one of those – it's a matchup. And Matchup ma- things. Ma- matchups matter. And, now, remember, uh, one thing about Snyder that we saw, and if Schiller plays it this way um, – it could work to his benefit. Now, uh, now we're talking about a freak here, but right. Snyder's Snyder's issue against Gogaev in Junior Worlds was that he was getting in on shots, and and Gogaev was smashing him with his hips. Now Gogaev is enormous, huge. I don't, I don't know how in the world he made two eleven. Yeah, but 
and it's also give me a break. This guy's thirty-five years old. But anyway, <laughs> um, so Snyder would get extended on those shots. Uh, so I mean, if you're saying that you think Schiller does does well with shot defense, mm-hmm. feeding them hips, mm-hmm. smashing them, getting them getting them extended and countering, I mean, maybe that's the way Schiller has to play this one. Yeah, I think you know the high crotch is going to be coming, and I think Schiller's going to be ready. He'll be ready for the single, the the kind of shots. I think here's one thing that I that I keep coming back to with Snyder, and I think back to last year. Last year at this point. Um, Jaden Cox had lost to Phil Wellington. He got third in the scuffle, losing to Kyvin Gadsden. His best win at this point was like Blake Rochalt. Like no, there, people can say, "Yeah, I saw." It. No, you didn't. You didn't. At this point in the year, you did not think Jaden Cox was going to win a title. Then he, then he took off, um, and, and he got a lot better and had a huge, um, had a huge MAC tournament, and then he looked great at NCAAs and won it. Um, so part of me is thinking it's a part of the process. You know, Cox went through this last year. Snyder's going to be coming into his own, figuring things out. And um, so I'm wondering if we're going to see that kind of – and it's not that Snyder struggled, but if we're going to see him get a little more confident and take some more shots. Because I, I, I've been a little surprised with his inactivity. Um, and not inactivity, but, you know, not firing off the shots the, the way I, I thought he might as often. And um, – I wonder if at some point uh, a switch is going to flip and he's so, going to yeah, really I think cut that's, loose. I think that's what you're getting at. You're, I think you're saying, uh, and we talked We talked this. Now, this is a little different, but Joey Dance last year, you talked about his early season losses. Yeah. And could you have projected that? Darian Cruz, early season losses. Could you have projected an AA finish? And these are true freshmen we're talking about last yeah. year. And... um. For the true freshman, I think there is this kind of moment maybe where they learn how to win a college match or they or, or they adjust and it clicks. And like like you said, Jaden Cox, very good. Kyle Snyder, very good. Do you see NCAA champ in their future? Um, did you see it? Did you, did you see anything in Jaden Cox that said, at this point last year, he's going to win it? Yeah. Well... Yeah. Probably not at this point, um, and the same could be said of Snyder. Maybe you, you, you look at Snyder, look at what he is, look at what he does, and you say, well, he has to work on some things, he has to figure some things out. But as a true freshman, that seems to happen around this time of year. Yeah, yeah, it's going to happen. You know, I, I feel like it's going to happen with Snyder at some point. Um, and, you know, I, I came out preseason, I predicted him, I think, to get second. So I, I believe in him. I think he can do well. And there's nothing that's shown me one way or the other he, that he can, that he can't, or uh, that he can. E- either way, I, I still feel just kind of as good as I did before. Although he hasn't maybe wowed me like I once thought he might. So uh, I still think it's in the balance, and I think he's he's got the goods to to get it done. And it's it's always good to remember. And this is something maybe I didn't always do a good job of of remembering the the process and that it takes a while and and just to give it time for these guys and who they are early is not who they're going to be late. And we saw that so many times just last year alone. Sure. Yeah. So that's going to be a big one. That's one big, that, I mean, other big matchups are the Julius Dardanes, of course, Logie and, and, and Nick Dardanes. And the one thing I thought, you know, we're, this is like the classic, classic, um, setup. The one time you think, um, you got a guy pegged, like we thought we yeah. had Scott Schiller pegged. And Dardanes is rolling, and he's just going to go. And then, you know, DeJulius is going to dump him for four or something crazy like that. And I don't, you know, if I'm having to pick, I'm not picking that. But at the same time, if that happens, let's let's prepare ourselves because weird stuff happens, and DeJulius is a goofball wrestler that yeah. is, is hard to is hard to figure out. So, you know, who knows, who knows what's going to happen there. But well, I, 133... One thirty-three is certainly a mess, and and Huge. Chris Chris Dardanes has been the one steady thing there, right? Right, right, and the same could be said last year with Schiller. He was the one mm-hmm. one steady thing. So, but yes, he has been. Um, he's been he's been rock steady, and that's and then and then we got um, another big one. I mean, equally as big, kind of in, in terms of uh, fan appeal. Iowa Penn State. Yep. Yep. Gonna be. 
going to be maybe closer. Someone was telling me I or Penn State's going to win two matches. And I, I, get, I mean, that's possible. But at the same time, I just feel like they're going to find a way, and I don't know where. But it, it's hard for me to say that it's going to go 8-2. Then again, well, Iowa went like, what, 9-1 and one or 8-2 and two against Oklahoma State as well. Yeah, well, we were talking about this yesterday here in the office, and, and we were talking about whiteboard wars, doing a whiteboard war for it. And all three of the guys got up and were like, oh, let's talk about this, you know, and they started writing names. And, and uh, Brad Key's initial reaction was, um, I would could shut them out. And, I, and in my brain I was like, you are out of your damn mind. But if you think, I mean, it's not that far-fetched. No. No, um, you know, you need Burak to beat McIntosh, which seems, I don't know, McIntosh beat him last year. Uh, I feel like he's just a little better. Um, you know, Gilman Conaway. I mean, there's just a lot of matches in the balance, in my opinion. I think Gilman Conaway's in the balance, whether you want to admit it or not, Iowa fans. Conaway's the guy that beat Dance oh, and beat your I guy. Think, yeah, I think that uh, Iowa, a P- a PSU has a shot at – 25 and 33. Most people will say I'm crazy, but... Um, well, you're crazy if you don't think Goulibon can win 33. I've watched him beat Clark twice. I don't care if it's high school. Matchups matter, and they're both good. It's not like Clark's been uh, a god and Goulibon's been, you know, bad. It's like they've both been pretty good, and um, Goulibon... Yeah. I'm just saying, on, on paper, you could make a case that... You could make a case. The Penn State fans don't don't uh, start a, a lynch party, but you could make a case that Iowa does shut him out, but um, that's not going to happen. So you like you mentioned to me earlier, and I kind of chuckled. You uh you you th- you like the matchup for Conway against Gilman? Um, I when I say I like the matchup, I don't think I I, I don't I, did I say that. <laughs> Did yeah. I say I like the matchup? Um, I don't know if that's verbatim what you said, but you seem to feel like uh, I think when when, when you given... say the matchup, when you say finger quote the matchup, I, I don't. I'm not talking about stylistically or anything. I'm not talking about the matchup. I, I'm talking. I'm just saying, uh, in an overarching way, Conway is Conway can wrestle with Gilman. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, you know what? It's two things. One. Gilman's been embarrassing dudes, right? But who's he been embarrassing? You know, Lezak and, you know, Illinois' backup and Northwestern's backup. And he did major Clamara in a match where the entire Oklahoma State team looked terrible. Um, but, uh, you know, part of me, I'm like, he's still not that far removed from that Tomasello win where he didn't didn't convert one leg attack or hardly get to the legs once. So part of me still feels like I'm not going to get caught up in the moment. Gilman is very good, but I don't think he's so far removed like people might be thinking from that guy that can kind of get a little clingy, hanging in the ties, um, you know, kind of shortens the match. But we'll see. This is this is a great test. I feel like Conaway is a little too wide open and mm-hmm. uh, going to get caught with some positional Gilman air. is super, super at home, super technical, super yeah. safe. Very, you know? very positionally disciplined, and I feel like yeah, Conaway's dis- Conaway is gonna take a, a an errant shot, or he's gonna lose a scramble, or because uh, Gilman can scramble, and uh, I I just see him, you know, when Tomasello can't find a, a, a an opening, you know that a guy is disciplined, can freaking hand fight like crazy. So, yeah. but uh, for me, I want to see Gilman take shots. I want to see both these guys let it fly. Clark Gillibon, um. Shoot, I I don't know. I I've, I'm gonna pick. I th- I think Jimmy's the guy there personally. Um, though Clark has probably had a better year. This is a great test. This is where you can kind of see. All right, what changes have they made from high school to now? Because yeah, Clark lost to Gulavon twice, but you know what? Tom and Terry Brands weren't in his corner uh, for the Dapper Dance. So, uh, but at the same time, you didn't have Kale in Jimmy's corner either. So these guys are gonna. Um, uh, it's going to be a good one, man. It's going to be a, a real good one. But I, I just think uh, I like Goulibon in that matchup. Now, here's one. Cade Moss is kind of coming along. Um, am I nuts? It, is this a sleeper upset potential thing here? No. No? That's, that's No, you're nuts. 
Oh, I am nuts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, okay. Listen, here's the thing that because Jeva, this is this is the dynamic. You're right. Okay. You're right. This is the dynamic that's going on at 41. People see the ranking next to Jeva's name, and they say he is not that good. He is not number six good. Right. He is not number five good. I agree. And and in a typical year, you might be right. However, he is clearly that in this environment with the with the personnel that's at forty one. So. Every time that Jeva has a match, people are people are like, "Well, this is an upset alert because he <laughs> yeah. is way overranked. He's not I'm overranked. He's not overranked. That's what he is, and that's how good he is. He he is currently a top ten wrestler at 141 pounds in America, and uh, you know he's proven it now does he have spectacular wins no does he do spectacular things no but he beats who he's supposed to yeah he really does he he honestly does yeah you're right and i'm i you you uh you mentioned guys this upset potential i did this i did the exact same thing maybe you're referring to me maybe i was a little sneak this on your part uh willie Willie Saylor, but yeah, you're right. Okay, no, I, just, I, no, I think everybody does it. Yeah, I know. Because when I you know I did. when you open up rankings and you look and you see this guy is ranked this, and 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 then your eyebrow wrinkles and you're like, really? however, however, He's, I will. This, s- and I'm not talking specifically, Jeff, but there's a lot of people like that. Yeah. But you have to think about it in terms like we were talking. We were talking about 33 and, and Cody Brewer being so low. Well, look at who is, look at. I mean. How good is Cody Brewer? If you asked the average wrestling fan how good is Cody Brewer, they would be like, he is one bad dude. And if you said, how good is Josh Jeva, they'd be like, eh. But one's ranked 11th and one's ranked 6th or 5th. And, um, and, um, one, what, you know, those people will say Cody Brewer's underranked, Josh Jeff is overranked. No, they're ranked exactly where they should be. Look at the personnel in front of them. Yeah. So, um, oftentimes, people's assessment is, well, he, you know, he can beat anybody or he can get beat by anybody. Look at the people around him. What's yeah. the dynamic of the weight? 133 and 184 are extremely loaded, where there's other weights that are very thin. Yeah, but I will say this. As a number six or number five, he is more vulnerable to an upset than another six or five at, at a different weight. Would you well, agree of, with that? Of course. Okay. Yeah. So that yeah. I guess that's maybe a slight point I'm trying to make. But no, you're right. Um, it's Jeva over Moss. Now, what about, okay, Sorensen Bites. Bites coming off a win over Pantaleo. You know, Sorensen looked his he's answered the bell time and time again. He had a close win over Jake Short, who's been – um, you know, to put it, you know, he's been a disappointment for Minnesota fans. I can say that in full confidence. They expected a lot more. Well, I'm, you know, here's another case where people will shoot me down and say, I don't like people and it's personal. I just don't like 49. I think it's, I, I mean, God bless Brandon Sorensen. He's beaten all the guys that are in front of him except for habit. Um, but he, you know, True, uh, redshirt freshman, ranked number one in the country. Amazing, amazing job. But the gap is not very big. Um, you know, he's not head and shoulders above anybody else in the field. And so, can can bites upset him? Sure, I think so. I thought um, going into the Minnesota match, he'd have a close one with Short, who was unranked, and so. When it comes to a weight like 49, um, it's not all about rankings. Yeah. Yep. And Bites, he's someone who I watched last year, and I thought I, I was impressed with him. But it, for me, it's just like, where, where have the wins been, man? It's like I watch you, and aesthetically, I'm like, this kid's got skills. I like him. He's really slick. He can scramble. But then he just he loses matches. So I, I don't know. I think it'll be. I think it's going to be a fun watch. That should be a good one because Bites will, will let it fly, and we'll – We'll, uh, we'll probably see Brandon Sorensen answer the call once again. Um, Evans Brown, 5,000. Uh, I've seen this one before. Um, yeah. It's going to be a one-takedown match probably. 
And uh, which way do you which way do you swing here? I don't know. I think you know. I said it in Whiteboard Wars last week that uh, coin flip go with all these guys. Yeah. Um, I, I, here's what here's where I'm at, and I'll say on the show in about an hour. Um, I'm taking Evans against everybody except Kokish. Yep, that's smart. I don't know. I don't know why, but that's the way I'm leaning. Yeah. Well, you're now you're Brown. Right. Yeah. Brown looked really good against Storley. Yep, he did. So, so we'll see. It'll be a tight one. So those those are the big ones. Burak Mac Burak Macintosh. I mm-hmm. combine their names. Um, you know, we we mentioned that one a little bit. I feel like it's. Is this a little bit like Schiller, um, McIntosh? I don't know. Um, I feel like Burek's going to try to hang and keep it close, make it a one-takedown match. But, man, he's so much bigger. It's almost like his size is a disadvantage. How is he going to get low enough and to get in deep on that high crotch? I'm not I'm not sure. I think it's going to be tough for Burek to have many opportunities there. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, I'll take McIntosh on that, but I think it's closer. I don't think it's a gimme. Yeah, no, I don't either. Okay, so that's that duel. I think it's going to be closer than people are giving it credit for, and I don't know where, but... No, I, I mean, I, I like Iowa comfortably, but... Um, sure, oh yeah, definitely. But, you know, a, a shutout or Penn State's going right. one or two matches, I just don't... Even though on paper, maybe that's how it goes. It's just, you just you just know Penn State's going to be good. Um, all right, so let's move a little more into your wheelhouse. We had some time, had some me time. Now let's go a little high school. Um, go to these these pups, these freshmen. Your freshman big board came out uh, today, and um, you you had a pretty tough call here, and I I with Kate Olivas and Gable. Yeah, Stevenson. you know, you know, last week. So it's that it's that time of year in high school wrestling where there's not a lot of big um, changes in the rankings on the individual side because. Um, teams either have a bye week or they're wrestling in sectional duels, which which means that top kids really don't face each other, or they're wrestling in their first leg of their state tournament where the studs are just taking care of business. They're wiping out everybody in their county or something, right? right? Yeah, it's just local Cause, cause, stuff. Because in most in most states uh, outside of maybe areas in Ohio and 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 uh, maybe Western PA. Um, when you get into a county or district tournament, you don't see anybody, right? Right. Correct. So at this at this time of year, I thought it would, with the slow rankings movement and the individual weight classes, I thought it'd be a good time to roll out the um, the class rankings. So last week I did junior high, and this week I did freshman. Next week will be sophomores. But um, you know, somebody underneath the junior high rankings last week, somebody said. Oh my God! You're doing junior high rankings. Like, what's next? Uh, diaper kids in diapers or something? But um, it's it's really interesting to me, anyway, who lives and breathes it, uh, to identify who's going to be the next the next stars. Um, and and while 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 junior high might not be like a sexy thing, like uh, you know, who really cares, right? It does. It does inform me when when they do become freshmen and they are at this stage. Um, so now I've done a lot of research. I know their background on all these junior high kids, and then they become um, guys coming in. I mean, Kate Levis comes in number one in the country as soon as he starts his freshman year, um, and and Gable Stevenson. And there's a whole there's a whole slew of freshmen that are legit. Um, so I, when, I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time talking about, uh, America's top freshmen, but, uh, Olivas versus Stevenson, in my opinion, is a debate. Other people might not have it that way. Um, but you're looking at a guy, uh, and I did have Stevenson one at one point. Really? I moved, yeah, I had Stevenson one last update or, oh, wow. or two up or two updates ago. I forget. And, and, uh. You know, Cade Levis is this huge name already. He's only wrestled half a season in high school, but he's already this huge name. He's done world team trips. Um, but I did have Stevenson one for this fact. Stevenson, as an eighth grader, was a state runner-up. He beat nationally ranked guys. Uh, good clash performance. 
as an eighth grader at 195 pounds. Now he's 220. He's ranked in the country. That's extremely difficult. You make you make um, state finals in Minnesota big school, and that's pretty darn good for an eighth grader, man. That's yeah. that's really awesome uh, as an eighth grader. And so uh, uh, an update or two ago, I thought you know Cade is this guy that's amazing and he's going to be amazing. Um, but Stevenson had already proven it at the high school level. So state finalist in high school, upper weight, give him the benefit of the doubt. Now, I flip-flop. I put Cade back to number one. You know, he is proving it now. He's a hammer. Iron Man, no problem. Um, this whole season, no problem. So I went with Cade this time. He just he competes more. He competes a lot more yeah. than Stevenson on a national and a world stage. So yeah, that's I give my him thing. the nod. It's like, well, okay, so Cade couldn't wrestle. I mean, like Cade wouldn't have done well as an eighth grade. He just doesn't have that opportunity because he lives in California. But he's he sought out all the competition. You know, super right. super thirty two. I think you know he did who's number right. one cadet world medalist. Um, I I think it's a it's a clear clear call, and I think it's Cade until Gables. You know, I think he needs to if he spreads his wings and goes to some more. Uh, elite tournaments, then you can say, okay, maybe there's there's a conversation. But right now, and it's kind of the lightweight versus the the upper weight. But um, and I've watched a lot of Kate Levis, and I, I know him a little bit, so maybe I'm a little partial there. But I just think his game is is amazing, and what he's accomplished for being so young, I think, is more than enough to outweigh getting second in Minnesota as an eighth grader. So I think you you eventually came to your senses, Willie, and uh, <laughs> Cade number one is is the right call and. Good, good job by you there. Uh, yeah, I just try to be fair, and you know, if you if you think if somebody out there thinks that Gable Stevenson is the best freshman in the country, um, by all means, I don't necessarily disagree. But the, you and, know, and how about this? How about this? Three of the top four are six pounders. Well, and that's another, you know. Or is that just the it's, thing because they're freshmen and they're having it's, it's it tough? Gets right? on my, it gets on Somebody, somebody um, sent me a thing like, you need to do more research. All these guys are six-pounders. Like, I think maybe you should do more research. Give me a break. I scoured the country just because they're six-pounders. Should I not put them on there because <laughs> they're six-pounders? They're having national success, I mean, man. Gavin Teasdale was on a cadet world team last I checked. I, that's, yeah, that's I know. And, and I'll tell you what, there's another – so 106 and 132 for some reason. Um, should I not have these guys at 32 and 38 just because there's too many of them? Like, it's, it's not my fault they've proven themselves. Right. No, that's, that's nonsense. I'm, no, who cares about that? Um, yeah. So I see Seth Nevels. Is that any relation to Nick, I'm sure? Yeah, it's his brother, man. He's a hammer. Is, how does he compare to Nick as a, as a freshman, or can you compare him? Um, I don't know. I, see, I knew Nick. Um, I knew Nick was going to be amazing as a as a freshman. Uh, in fact, I remember um, Clovis wrestling at the Cheesehead um, as a freshman uh, when Nick was a freshman. And in my um, insider preview, I wrote I picked him to take second to Brooks Black, and I said, "Watch out for this kid, and, and, and he's going to push Brooks Black." And and Black beat him at the buzzer. Mm. Um, and people were like, how did you know this freshman was going to do this? And I'm just, I, I mean, just contacts, you know, just talking to people. And, and like I said, the junior high results. Now, on the flip side of that is Seth. I did not know. I did not see this coming. I did not know he was going to be this good. But um, he won Doc B. He won Zinkin. Um, uh, he's legit, man. He's legit. he's legit. Rocky Jordan, why is he not uh, one or two? I'm I'm offended. Oh, I know you would be because um, you love the Jordan family. But um, Rocky, huge win. He you know he beat Chaz Tucker. But since that time, um, Jordan has taken three losses. Um, See all this negative. And then and then and then Chaz and then Chaz has taken a loss since then, which kind of reduces that win. Um, and you know Rocky's great. Uh, but he did take losses as as an eighth grader, and um, you know he'll be there. He's in the mix. He'll, he'll improve leaps and bounds, of course, and he'll move up. But at this time, I think um, 
other guys uh, other guys have, have just performed a little bit better. All right, put it on the bulletin board, Rocky. This is your material. Put it on the print it, yeah. s- Screen print this, hang it up there. Um, Will, Willie's a hater. Just kidding. A hater. Just kidding. Um, that was just a little irony there. Um, so cool. Those so, are those are fun to look at, and I think th- they're going to be even cooler to view when like four or five years from now, when yeah, it's like oh my gosh, um, da da da. Tate Steele was number fifty, and he just did X. You know, it's it's going to be cool because it happens yeah. all the time. Um, this is the way kids develop and don't develop. So uh, these are good, like I guess archives of of our sports history, especially in the junior high ones as well. So uh, we'll look forward to seeing how, how that all plays out. And uh, good, good job as always on those, Willie. Those are, those are fun to watch. Um, Why, thank you. Hey, yeah. what are we talking about next? Next. Where do you, uh, where do you want to go with this next? I mean, I, cause I, I want to go to a place that you don't want to go to. I, I don't want. Okay. Well, first we need to go to a place where everyone wants to go to, and that's Virginia. And it's not an episode of flow wrestling radio live without me giving some love to the Commonwealth of VA. That has given you eight presidents, which has given yeah. you tobacco. I'm sorry about that, but you know what? We're, we're doing big I'm things I'm not here. sorry about it. Hey, <laughs> if it's, not a, it's not an episode of Flow Radio without you hitting your love for the Jordan family and Virginia. <laughs> That's right. That's right. We're, we've come full circle. So this weekend um, going to be an awesome weekend for me because I get to broadcast Virginia Tech versus Pitt which is going to be great at the Moss Art Center, which you saw last week. And then on Sunday, uh, Virginia Tech versus NC State. I'll get to see my buddy Nick Wisdowski against Ty Walls. That's BFFs. Be, that's a big rematch. And, and I'm, I'm going to win him over eventually. Eventually, we're going to have a bro hug or something, but maybe not, though. Um, so I'm, <laughs> I'm excited for that. Those are going to be uh, great matches. Both programs that are taking on Virginia Tech are, are super solid. So I can't wait for those Friday evening. And uh, Sunday afternoon, just like last week. So that's what's that's what I, I wanted to mention. And uh, I know you'll be tuning in, Willie, and wishing you were in I wish VA. I was there. You do. I really, I, I really wish I could be at one of those Virginia Tech. Uh, All right. Well, they're going to the, hopefully the... – they want to do it next year. So come on. We'll, we'll tag team back again. All right. Whoop, there it is. Um, okay. D- do your thing. Whatever. We got eight right. minutes. Take us Eight to this dark place. I, I want I want Lee Roper listening to this, um, because I'd like to get his opinion. But I want to introduce the term, uh, and I'm not going to take credit for it. It, it was your term, but you want to keep it <laughs> private, and 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 I want to make this a thing, um, because for like the last year and a half, two years, me and Christian. We see these we see these guys compete on the freestyle circuit and <laughs> we call them chasers. We call them Christian will send me well I'll say, "Hey, how about this guy still lacing him up? He really probably doesn't have a shot to ever make any kind of team." And Christian will gchat me hashtag #chaser. So we call these guys chasers. And on one hand, it is derogatory, right? On one hand, and this goes back to the segment that we opened the show up with. Uh, are we allowed to be critical of people? And are we haters? Or is it truth? Are we allowed to uh, not make fun of, but call it for what it is? And uh, there's a lot of guys that are still lacing them up at these freestyle tournaments and... <laughs> They don't really have much of a shot. Now, like I said, on one hand, it's it's sort of a derogatory term. On the other hand, it's it's quite um, praiseworthy to be a chaser uh, yeah. because you're still the guy in the arena. You're still putting in work, and you know what? Sometimes you notch a big win, and and there's a lot of times that guys that we say no way can he do this he's not good enough to do this they do something good so sometimes being a chaser is a good thing but i want to put the term chaser into the vernacular of the wrestling fans and so like okay let's define a chaser all right like david taylor obviously not a chaser 
tremendous career, has a real shot, has wrestled the top guys good, has beaten some of the top guys. Kyle Dake, obviously not a chaser. Uh, uh, who else is not a chaser? Obviously anybody that makes a world team. Anybody that makes a, a world team trials finals. Um, now, I'll be honest. Okay, here's a, here's a guy, Jason Welch. When I saw him compete up, and, and he is registered to wrestle 63, 74. Uh, uh, 74 kilograms in some of these tours, and I said, Christian, this dude's chasing. He can't compete on a world stage at 163, and, um, but he's looked really good. He's looked really, really good, and then he did have a tweet that um, – uh, that he was leaving, he will never be back at 74 kilograms or whatever, something like that. But how about um, now, Christian? You you would you don't want nothing to do with this topic, do you? <laughs> I'll chime in when I feel it's necessary. <laughs> you are so scared of the. Backlash. I'm not scared. I'm not Come scared. On. I, don't I, be a Sally. Don't I, be a Sally. Tell the world what your number one all-time chaser is. Oh, not, I don't. Not, not, I don't not know. All-time. I don't know. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. I, I honestly don't know who you're talking about. I, yes, you I do. Really, well, if I type Listen. it, I'd know who you're talking about, but I honestly don't know. Connor right Beebe. Huh? Oh, Connor Beebe. Yeah. He is your ultimate chaser. He's chasing, but you know what? He's out there. He's training. He's working hard, and he gets to shut shut us up, and he can go, and he can win. Right, that's he good. He can freaking that's good win that matches. Because, I listen, think, we'll I tell think, you – Here's we'll the thing. You. Here's what I was going to say. Go I will say something. I was not a good wrestler. And <laughs> I still. You're still chasing? At, well, no. But you think about competing, right? You, st- I mean, Willie, you probably still think about competing, right? I, I think about wrestling, me wrestling every day, every you, night. You have that Uncle Rico. Well, man, these guys can actually still go out there and do it and compete. They're, the, I mean,. I hold them in such esteem, but you know. It, it, I know, but I'm an old bald journalist. Like, um, so just because I can be critical, I can be critical of somebody not being good enough to compete uh, without them saying to me, well, you ain't doing it. Well, so, yeah, I'm also, so um, like Skip Bayless isn't also shooting three pointers. <laughs> like, I mean, that doesn't. That guy's an idiot. So if I can't, if I can't wrestle, that means I can't be critical of somebody. No, that I, I, well, here's the thing. It's like, uh, and I don't know where these people are with their with their actual aspirations when they enter these tournaments. But it's like, you're, you're basically m- almost mocking a dream, right? Like, I wouldn't <laughs> want someone to do that to me or my kid, you know. So that's all right. What, well, okay. Let's. Here's the thing, though. And maybe this is we got only a couple minutes, and maybe this is a thing for another show, and we can we can um, talk about at some point like the all-time chasers that pulled it off. Yeah. Like Jamil Kelly never was an All-American; he took Olympic silver. And you know, I don't know what my train of thought would have been back then if I was if I was as deep into wrestling then as I was now as I am now. But there's a chance that I would have called um, Jamil Kelly a chaser, or even Obi Blanc. He was a one-time, uh, one-time All-American. Right, one-time All-American. Reese Humphrey never won a national title, and then he makes a world team. Um, when chasers, so when chasers those, become catchers, does the, do those qualify as 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 chasers? So, like I said, it's not a wholly derogatory term. Hmm. Almost wish but I you don't want to go there. You don't want to make it. You're, you're, I want to make it a thing. Make it a thing, Willie. You know, I'm here. I'm, I support you. And if you want to take my term and, and cause a ruckus, that's that's fine with me. We're, we're running out of time. I think we've infuriated enough people for one hour. Um, what, what, you got any parting thoughts, Willie? No, I'll come out with a list of all the people that Christian calls chasers. So <laughs> oh, okay. So you're going to throw me under the bus. Yes. Okay. All right. That's fine. I, you know Just what? because okay. you're not all in on this, you're not all in on this, and I'm disappointed. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You I'm know in your heart. You know in your heart. 
that you see guys entered in a tournament and you're like, why, man? Why? Hey, it's 10 o'clock. Thanks for tuning in, you guys. Um, we'll see you <laughs> next Monday at 9 a.m. Central. And oh, big you're, one. You're not going to want to miss this one. Okay, and that's all I'm saying. That's what you call a tease in this business. I thank you for tuning in, and uh, we will see you next time.